Hello, and welcome to the weekly worship podcast for Fuquay Arena, United Methodist Church. We think it's important, not just that you listen today, but we would invite you to worship with us today. If you'd like to further engage your faith or the community around you and like to partner with us, uh, please visit our website, fvumc.org, for more information. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on a Sunday morning, whether that's live, online, or in person. Online on Sunday mornings on our website or Facebook page or YouTube channel, you can enjoy the venue with us, which is a worship service crafted for community online, or you can join our live in-person services online at 1010 for our contemporary, 1115 for our traditional. If you'd like to worship in person with us, we have worship at 9 o'clock and 1010 for our contemporary worship services and 1115 for our traditional worship. At the end of the day, we believe that when and where you worship is not nearly as important as that you worship. And so we're so glad to be with you today, worshiping together. Well, hey, friends. It's so good to be with you all today. We are in our last week of our sermon series, Don't Forget to Remember. And if you've been with us the last couple weeks, um, you know that we have been talking about um, Ebenezer's. That was kind of the first week where we talked about um, how Ebenezer literally means rock of help. And these are piles of stones that would have been set up, particularly for Israelites, to remember what God had done, such that whenever they came across or saw that Ebenezer, that pile of rocks again, they would be reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness to them throughout the years. Um, last week, if you were with us, we talked about the psalmist who reminds us who our God is and that our God is where our help comes from. We gave out the little cards that reminded us of that scripture so that we could see it. It could be an Ebenezer for us throughout the week. And today we are going to be talking about remembering who we are. And this whole week, as I've been thinking about what it means to remember who we are, I have not been able to get a Lion King out of my head. If you are familiar with Lion King, um, there's a moment in the movie where Simba has run from his calling. Uh, he's you know, supposed to be king, but he's kind of running from that, doing his own thing. And he comes across Rafiki, who tells him, you know, like, I know your father and I can show you to where he is. And Simba is like, uh, okay, like, let's go. And takes him to a body of water. And Rafiki takes Simba to a body of water and tells Simba, like, look down into the water. And at first, Simba is pretty disappointed and looks back up at Rafiki and says, like, that's not my father. That's just my reflection. But Rafiki um, gets on him again and reminds him that his father lives in him and says, look, look again into the water. And then his father's voice kind of comes from the heavens and tells him, um, Simba, like, you have forgotten me. And Simba is pretty confused in this moment and is like, no, dad, like I, I've not forgotten you. But his father corrects him and says, you have forgotten who you are and therefore you have forgotten me. You have forgotten who you are and therefore you have forgotten me. He's saying, remember who you are, Simba. You are my son. And he goes on to invite him to take his place um, as the king to take his place is a part of the circle of life. And friends, uh, most of us are not in the same situation that Simba is. We are not running away from kingship. Um, but I know that similar to Simba, but in a different way, I forget who I am. And therefore, I have forgotten or regularly forget who God has made me to be and who God is. 
it is a lot easier for me to glance in the mirror each day and only see what's on the surface without looking deeper, to see beyond um, just a reflection, um, to see the image of God in me and to see who God has created me to be is much harder. And friends, I wonder how regularly we forget who we are and therefore have forgotten our creator. I wonder, like Simba, how often we run from who we were created to be or who we are. Um, and in the same way or similar way that Simba faced, I think it can be hard to say yes, to live into who we've been created or called to be, because it certainly takes a lot of courage to remember and a lot of courage to say yes. Um, but I do find hope in the fact that we are not the only people or the first people to need reminders of who we are and who God is. And throughout scripture, we see God reminding us of the same things again and again. Uh, in Exodus, second book of the Bible, God's people are enslaved by the Egyptians and they are trying to get out of there. It's been a rough life and it's, you know, they, it is time. They're ready to get out. And God has told them that there is a promised land that is waiting for them on the other side, that God will deliver them. And yet, even in that moment, they're afraid and they didn't necessarily trust in the promise that God had for them in that moment. And in Exodus 14, we see a moment of panic. So this is before the Israelites have been delivered and they're in the midst of escaping Egypt and they are kind of camped out by a sea. And so behind them is a sea and they didn't have anywhere to go um, because in front of them is Pharaoh's army who is closing in on them. So Pharaoh's army on one side, sea on the other side, and they panic. And um, if you're following along, Exodus 14, verse 11 um, says kind of their response in this moment where they ask to Moses, um, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? So they've started their journey and they're like, are we going to die here? What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? Is it not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians to stay in slavery. Um, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. So we see here in the scripture that they are panicking, they are mad, they know they're about to die, they see no other possibility, and so they are asking these questions about why it is about to happen. But we see in that moment, we know the story, that God makes a way out of no way. God parted the waters and turned the middle of the sea into dry land so that the Israelites could walk through and escape from slavery and go um, into the promised land. God even closed the sea behind them so nobody could come through to continue to chase them as such to keep them in slavery. Um, throughout scripture, there's kind of a moment uh, that generation after generation, we have looked back. Um, we see this kind of throughout the Old Testament to this moment as evidence of God's promise that God delivers us and saves us. I'm not just those of us that were in Egypt, um, not us actually, um, but God's people that were in Egypt, but also that this is a promise that those of us that were not in Egypt in that moment, in that time, um, that God too will save us and deliver us from whatever it is that we are going through, that we are kind of enslaved to. These promises are not just um, for generations of the past, but these promises hold true to us even still today. In fact, if you read through the Bible in a year with us you, and or have spent uh, much time in the Old Testament, then you might know that this moment that we're talking about that happens in Exodus 14 will be something that is reinforced again and again and again um, because 
We are a people who forget. We see all throughout um, the Old Testament the phrase like, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Um, this shows up first in Exodus, and then it shows up again in the very next, next book, Leviticus, and then it shows up again in Numbers, and then again in Deuteronomy. And it does not even end there. Like even the psalmist uses that exact same language to call back to this moment. Because again and again and again, we tend to forget who God is and what God has done for us. Repetition is something that is used all throughout scripture to help ingrain in us um, who we are and who God is. Not only does scripture remind us um, who God is and what God has done for us, but we also can see in scripture um, that there are themes of creation, themes of promise, themes of salvation, themes of deliverance that show up um, over and over again. And one of the things that I just love the most about any time that in worship we have a baptism, which if you happen to be joining us um, in person to, um, today, yeah, November 20th, then you are welcome to kind of see the baptism that is happening. You'll get to hear the prayer that we pray over baptisms. And it just always is so exciting to me to be reminded again and again of the theme of water and the ways in which God has used water to deliver us and to save us across time. And yeah, there is a prayer that we pray that reminds us who God is and reminds us of the many times that God has showed up through water in different ways throughout scripture. This prayer that we pray uh, at baptisms reminds us that God swept over the waters of creation in Genesis 1. God brought forth light and God preserved Noah and his family through the flood God brought the Israelites to freedom to see what we were just talking about. God brought them to the promised land. And in baptism, we identify ourselves as a part of the people of God, as a part of all of these stories, and we join in the covenantal promise of our God. And so this prayer that we pray over baptismal waters um, every time that we have a baptism reminds us that God has regularly used water to deliver us and to save us. And in the same way, Jesus gave us the gift of baptism such that we too could be cleansed from sin and to receive newness of life. This morning, we are invited to remember, to remember who we are, to remember who God is, to remember um, Jesus's gift to us. I realize uh, that an invitation to remember can seem maybe more passive than it is active. So I love the ways in which we are invited to remember, particularly by this Old Testament scholar named John Golden Gay. And he talks about the Hebrew word and says that um, the definition of remember really means to be mindful of. He says that remembering, much like forgetting, is not something that is, or separate from forgetting, is not accidental, um, but that remembering is a purposeful act in which we actively remember. And my hope for us this morning is that in a similar vein, we too can remember that we can be mindful of um, who we are and therefore who our creator is. This won't be something that we accidentally remember um, or that we don't necessarily think of, but something that we can actively on purpose um, be mindful of who our God is and therefore who we are. 
our scripture from Exodus, as well as this baptism prayer, um, reminds us that our creator has delivered us and will deliver us again. And friends, I know that too often I forget to remember. Too often I forget who I am. Um, I regularly forget uh, who my creator is, um, even as much as I try to not. I regularly forget to remember the greater story that I'm a part of, um, a narrative, a lineage of God who has delivered us and saved us from ourselves and from sin again and again. And while I don't like to think that I tend to be a forgetful person, while that's kind of hard for me to admit to myself and to admit that I would be somebody who would forget about God and who our God is um, and not be able to kind of mindfully call to mind that regularly. Um, this week, I was just thinking about my habits and how they kind of like sell me out and the fact that I probably am a more forgetful person than I like to admit or realize. Regularly, I will get caught up in the moment and get distracted from what it is that I'm aiming to do. And so I have kind of a way that I regularly remedy that. And that is through setting all kinds of alarms. Because I know that if I set an alarm for something, then I surely cannot ignore it. And I will not uh, forget to remember whatever it is that I need to remember. Um, I just was looking at my phone a moment ago to see all of the different things that I set alarms for. And I mean, it is for a whole myriad of things. Like just in the first couple, I saw like write sermon, pack my iPad for Sunday morning, um, get the clothes out of the dryer, call Becca, my sister, call her back. Um, and then I saw that I had like 18,000 alarms that just said leave, but with like increasing number of exclamation points behind them <laughs> um, based on how quickly I needed to actually leave. Um, I regularly also feel bad for the people around me that have to hear my alarms so many times, but truly, I don't know what I would do without these alarms because they help me to remember. I think to some extent or another, we all have alarms or systems or something that helps us remember something that we need to do or know that uh, we need to remember from alarms to emails to text messages to all kinds of different reminder apps that are built to help us not forget to remember. Um, there can be a lot in life to remember and to try to kind of keep our lives straight. Um, and I don't know exactly what works for you. But my hope for us is that this week we would intentionally call to mind who our God is and therefore who we are, um, such that when we find ourselves in moments that we, like Simba, don't remember who we are, we might be wandering around and not really sure what our purpose or our calling is, um, or we might just be living in such a way that is not necessarily reflective of the fullness of God and who God has created and called us to be. And so I am hopeful that this week we can find in Ebenezer's in our lives that will remind us of God's goodness and faithfulness to us um, throughout our lives and throughout the generations. And this morning in our in-person services, if you happen to be worshiping with us, we will have remembrances of our baptisms. And so if you are worshiping with us online live or later in, a, later in the week or maybe even on our podcast, um, I would encourage you in a similar kind of vein that 
this week, kind of as our Ebenezer or the thing that calls us to remember that whenever you engage with water this week, um, that you might be reminded uh, who you are and who your creator is. So maybe it's when you are making your morning coffee or maybe you are watching the rainfall at some point throughout the week or you are filling up your water bottle or going to get some water out of the fridge. Um, whenever it is that you encounter water this week, I invite you to remember who you are. I invite you to remember that you are somebody who is beloved by our most high God, that when God made you, God called you good and beloved, and that you are a part of the goodness of creation and all that God has made to be good. I also um, hope that you remember when you come across water who our God is, that our God is ever saving and delivering us and that we get to be a part of this larger story and narrative of our faith such that we are not just living today into the fullness of God's promises, but the promises that God has for us have been lived into generation after generation. And we can see in scripture the ways in which we get to be a part of the fullness of the covenantal family of God. So friends, every time you come across water this week, every time you fill up your glass, every time you go to put water in your dog bowl or cook with water and heat up maybe some water for pasta or whatever it is, might you be reminded of God's love for you And might that water uh, be an Ebenezer, a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness to us and in our lives throughout the generations. Amen. Again, it's been great to worship together with you today. If you would like to engage your faith or the community around you, we'd love to partner with you in that. You can visit our website, fvumc.org, to find out more information on what that looks like or to reach out to us. I'd like to extend another invitation for you to come and join us online or in person on Sunday mornings live. Uh, And while you're on our website, uh, again, if this is a regular place that you find spiritual sustenance, we'd love to partner with you as we serve our community here in the greater Fuquay Verena area. Um, FVUMC.org slash give would help you uh, join with us in all of the wonderful work that happens in and through this family of faith here at Fuquay Verena United Methodist Church. It's been great to worship together with you, and we look forward to doing again soon.